0: Welcome to the NTT20 betting show with Ali Maxwell and George Ellick looking ahead at the EFL weekend with a punting hat on. This show's for over 18s only and we ask that anyone listening to this, anyone having a punt this weekend to be gamble aware, to understand the risks around gambling and definitely do not bet more than you can afford to lose it is obviously with international break a reduced slate this week no championship games at all but league one decimated as well just six games across that division and eight in league two but george and i've been squirreling away finding some little nuts of value uh, and in league two there are some really smashing fixtures to be honest so make sure you keep across those over the weekend Um george where have you found your nap this week where have you found your best bet because i think some tough-to-call fixtures? It may be a bit more difficult than usual.
1: Yeah, I've gone to League Two. Um, I think just, just to kick off uh, a little bit about this time of the season where it's interesting, we we speak at the beginning of the season about how maybe the f- first couple of weeks some people will avoid at all costs. I personally think it's my favourite time to bet because maybe some of the um, contextual knowledge around the clubs and around the players they brought in, um, we might be a little bit ahead of the market with that kind of stuff. But I find... This part of the season, probably the hardest because um, everything is caught up. There are no more kind of secrets um, going around uh, within these squads. And there's enough data. I mean, there's 16, 17 games worth of data that is drilled into these prices. And therefore, um, you know, there are going to be guys out there who've been making their own ratings, who've been keeping their powder dry. And this is where they'll come to the fore. Um, but personally, this is where it starts to get a little bit tricky. So. I mean,
0: I'm certainly feeling the same way, and that's been reflected in some horrendous results in the last few weeks. Um, some really bad picks, some quite unlucky picks, with some some late gubbings. Um, but yeah, really, really poor. So I'd, yeah, I'd like, just... I, I need to hold my hands up there because it's been <laughs> very, I've been tearing my hair out. To be honest, it's not a nice yeah, place to be.
1: It's you know, and, and it's and it's tricky, but you have got to stick to your guns and stick to the same. You don't tear up everything that you normally do for that reason. Um, and don't, you know, just um, start backing things willy-nilly uh, in terms of giving up. But anyway, I mean, that's advice not to you, but just to, to everyone who might be finding the time of year tricky. But as I say, there are going to be plenty of people out there who are much sharper, who've, um, who are going to find their own edges on the market um, at this time rather than early on in the season when there's no data to go from. But, um, but yeah, my nap is Forest Green. I love how I say that, and then I go and tip up the team top of League Two. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but
0: this is quite an interesting game from a punting perspective, and like pricing wise, definitely caught your eye before you sort of worked out what you thought, didn't didn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, It's it's eleven to eight best price at the moment. Um, As I say, download the odds checker app, following our our pin tweet on our Twitter account, so you can follow the prices along with us. Um, And yeah, eleven to eight for a screen. This is a case where, I mean, Forest Green early on in the season, we're, we're a team who I thought were in a false position consistently. Um, they the, the data wasn't stacking up the results they were getting. They were they were squeezing through games 1-0, having kind of two shots and conceding about 10. Um, the old adage goes, you know, something's got to change and something did change. And it wasn't the results, it was their performances. Um, they have improved immeasurab- immeasurably in recent weeks. Um, we've seen their last two games in the league, victories away at Cheltenham and Morecambe. Um, a victory at Cheltenham, no mean feat as we know because not many teams go to Cheltenham um, and get a result. Pre- previous to that is due to all with Mansfield. Um, in the Fox Punter XG ratings, they are currently um, top of the pile uh, in League Two for the last four matches and top for the last eight matches as well, posting a shot at an XG ratio of 67.52, which is very strong indeed. Um, both going forward and defensively. So they are a team who are really, really purring at the moment. Uh, They play against the Plymouth side who, on paper, I think have a stronger squad than Forest Green. I think they have a better manager than Forest Green. But at the moment, things aren't really clicking for Ryan Lowe. Uh, He mentioned in the aftermath of that shocking Derby Day defeat against Exeter that he feels like he's got a team who on their day are very, very good. But too often than not, they do not turn up. And this is going to be one of their hardest games of the season so far, if not the hardest. And we know what happened when they came up against Exeter; they didn't really turn up against another class team in this league. Um, so at eleven to eight, I mean, as I texted yesterday, saying that the fact that, that Forest Green are eleven to eight and Plymouth are, I mean, yesterday there were twos; they've drifted a bit now out to kind of just just a bit bigger than two to one um, would suggest that if this match was played kind of at a neutral venue, there wouldn't be much between the teams. And I think that is wrong. I think that currently. As in, in the guise that these two teams meet at the moment, Forest Green are, are clearly the stronger, um, and we're getting a bit of. I guess we're getting a bit of value here because Plymouth are a big team at this level because they've got a fairly expensively assembled squad because they've got the likes of Danny Mayer, who individually is so good, um, and they have shown at times this season that they are very strong. But um, but I think there's value there. I think Forest Green are the more likely winners uh, in each of venue. I think they're. That, that reflected in the price at home, um, eleven to eight is is a bit of value. So Forest Green is my nap to beat Plymouth.
0: Okay, my nap is another home team in League Two, and I mean, looking across both divisions this week, there was nothing that was absolutely screaming at me, but I kept coming back to one team, and annoyingly, it was Port Vale at home to Carlisle. Now, those of you who have listened to the betting show a lot this season will know that me and Port Vale have had a somewhat uh, fractured relationship. Uh, I fancied them strongly, potentially napped him. Yeah, I think I did napped them up both times against Oldham and Stevenage in their last two home games, which they drew 1-1 and 0-0, so two losers. Uh, And in between, they've beaten Crewe and Bradford away from home as if to really stick two fingers up at me and say... Yes, we are quite good, but we don't want to reward you for, for thinking that. Um, but they're at home to Carlisle, uh, best price 1.95, so just under even money uh, as we record. And I was gonna avoid them all together, George, because having been sort of burnt twice in the last four weeks, uh, it just feels, that that, that was a, a type of um, mental difficulty that I don't want to go through again. But when I spoke to you about it yesterday, you sort of uh, shared a bit of ellic betting theory or betting wisdom, saying, <laughs> basically saying if if you're what was it if you're backing a team when they keep losing, well, you should keep backing them.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that is based on the idea that your your research and and the reasons why you're why you're backing this team is is correct and has sound foundations. You know, just because. Because you're backing your team lots and, and they're losing a fair bit, you look at the table and Port Vale are 6th or 7th, so the chances are if you keep punting them, I mean it, it's half kind of math theory where if you keep hunting them, they're not going to lose every game and it's also half that you are quite clearly getting Port Vale right, but you're just, you know, you've you've got a bit unlucky. Um, so if you're looking through a set of fixtures and there's a Port Vale team sitting pretty in the top half of the table who you've had your fingers burnt by twice, but you think they're a price again? you know, if anything, I'd say that's, that's reason to, to bat them more because you're going to be pretty unlucky to, to only pluck out their only three of their, I mean, how many games have they lost this season so far? Um, Yeah. Only four of,
0: only four of 17, too many draws. They've lost four games.
1: So, so, So if they were, yeah. Okay, fine. I mean, so if they were, you'd be unlucky to, uh, to keep hitting the woodwork is, um, is my... That's a good analogy. You know, if you, if you hit two penalties against the against the crossbar, take the third, you're, you're unlikely to do it again. Right, so.
0: well, we're back in at Vale Park against Carlisle and a lot of this is to do with Carlisle as well. They've sacked Stephen Presley this week. Uh, it seemed like <clears throat> potentially quite strange timing after uh, winning their last league game and winning in the FA Cup as well against Dulwich Hamlet. Um, a few suggestions that they they sort of needed the uh, compensation that they got from, from progressing in the FA Cup in order to basically raise funds to to help with the uh, financial um, cost of sacking a manager. Unconfirmed reports, I should say. But um, look, they've been pretty poor this season. They've had a couple of good performances in good games. But in the main, um, Presley's not been able to, Presley rather, has not been able to keep them from conceding a lot of goals. Um, They're their five wins so far, all narrow wins against team Teams around them at the bottom, which has kept them above the relegation zone, but only 18 points from their 17 games. Uh, In games against the top teams in the top 14 positions, um, Carlisle have played 11 teams in the top 14 positions. They've drawn two and lost nine. So it's clear that there's a massive uh, difference between how they play against half-decent teams and how they play against the the poorer teams in the division. Um, They've only scored two first half goals in their eight away games. So slow starters on the road. Um, Port Vale, despite those two draws that I spoke about in their last two home games, have still maintained this good home record. Four wins, four draws, zero defeats. The data backs it up very well. I think it's peculiar that after those two disappointing draws at home, they would still be top of of, uh, Mike Holden's Fox Punter ratings for home XG ratio uh, in League Two, but they are. Um, The concern, I suppose, is that Vale's attacking play can be a little stodgy and potentially uh, in games where they are expected to win, I suppose, when when they are the favorites, heavy favorites, they might struggle a little bit to impose themselves on teams who who uh, who sit deep or who just let them play onto them. Um, but Carlisle have conceded the joint most goals in the league. I don't think they would be particularly well suited to just sitting back and and trying to nick one here. So uh, everything points to Port Vale for me. Uh, it'll be, um, I mean, it'll probably be the end of me if they don't get this one up. So <laughs> Port Vale, my nap at 1.95 uh, is the best price at the moment. Uh, what else have you got for us?
1: Going to Daryl Clark's Walsall. Um, and they are playing against a team that I've been looking to generally um, get behind in recent weeks in Cambridge. But this time I'm backing Clark's Walsall to win. Um, which is something they haven't done very much this season. Um, So far, their record reads 17 games, four wins, three draws, 10 defeats, 12 goals scored from 17 games and 25 conceded. Um, We spoke on the Monday podcast about why I think it's important they stick with Daryl Clark. um, And I think this presents an opportunity for them to finally get back to winning ways. I mean, I'm someone who puts almost no... Um, it pays no attention to what happens in the leasings.com um, unless it's a 16-year-old Oxford player becoming our youngest ever player and um, that's kind of my um, my threshold I guess but you know a 6-0 win at home to the aforementioned um, Forest Green has to do something to morale out of thought for a team who have basically forgotten how to win forgotten how to score and I mentioned um, the XG ratio for the last four games when talking about Forest Green Walsall's is basically the same their second in, um the last four games which I think would surprise a lot of Warsaw fans uh, 1.66 going forward 0.82 at the back so solid defensively good going forward as well unable to put away chances I mean the fact is those results for those games still read uh, loss 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 against Cheltenham Oldham Mansfield and Swindon um but I mean I talk about how there's a lot of data in this time of the season therefore it's hard to find value but you know, if a team has lost four games in a row and uh, sitting second for the XG ratio in those games, it's going to take something quite special to stop me from backing them because I'm pretty sure that they're going to be um, a bit of value. So it's seven to four against a, a Cambridge team who have slightly dipped in terms of the numbers. I mean, they're they're pretty grim. It's fair to say, um, pretty miserly in terms of, of of they don't give away many chances. They're not particularly strong going forward now either. Um, But they are very, very solid and it's not going to be an easy game by any stretch for Warsaw. But you have to think that at some stage, in in a similar way, I guess, to what I was saying to you about about, um, uh, Port Vale, I mean, this isn't going to continue. Like, Warsaw are going to pick up points at some stage if they carry on playing the way that they are. And there's enough evidence in that midweek result, um, even if it's in a completely pointless competition, to show me that something may have changed. And the fact that the, the upturn in data... I mean, we know that Daryl Clark doesn't, doesn't pay much attention to it, but maybe he will do if he's listening to this now, because it's um, maybe something he can go into the boardroom with uh, if, if he don't get a result on Saturday. But the fact that the data has upticked, kind of at the same time as Clark being very vocal and public, lambasting his squad and questioning whether, you know, whether or not they should be his players, is possibly significant as well, because whilst the points tally doesn't show that it's had a, a positive impact, maybe it's having one that we haven't seen yet. Um, so we'll sort it 7-4 as is my is my next best.
0: That's really gift-wrapped for you, as you say, um, being right at the top of the, the short-term XG ratio uh, rankings but not having picked up any points. That is just gift-wrapped for you. Um, yeah. Really nice. Yeah, I'm in League 2 as well. Cheltenham at Exeter. I'm going to take Cheltenham, draw no bet. As we're recording, uh, Marathon have this at 3.12. There are a lot... ...longer than everyone else, but I'm going to snap that up while I can. That's because I don't think there's much between these two teams for me. Um, I think Cheltenham still seem a little underrated in in general, um, maybe both by neutrals and by, and by the betting markets, that partly because they've played fewer games than everyone else in the division, bar Grimsby. Um, so they've only played 15, but Exeter have played 17, uh, and Exeter one point ahead of Cheltenham. Cheltenham's goal difference way better... Plus 13, the best in the league in terms of points per game. They've got the fourth best pretty much equal with Bradford and, and Crew. So <clears throat> I think they're a little underrated. I'm definitely trying to get them onside in a, a more long-term market, which I'm going to talk about after this. But in this game, I'm basically looking at a, 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 get, a game between two good teams in League 2. Um, with Cheltenham away from home, what we're finding is that their strategy is to keep those games as tight as possible. Um, give up possession and and look to be dangerous on the counter attack. Their away games have been very low scoring affairs so far. They've only conceded four goals in their seven away games. So while I think extra a, a good attacking team, we saw that against Plymouth in the derby the other day at home. Um, I don't think they are fantastic, and I and I think that Cheltenham's back five is sturdy enough as long as they perform. Which they certainly didn't in midweek in the leasings, where they lost seven four to Newport. Um, <laughs> you know, I am expecting that to be the exception, uh, and that this will be quite tight. Uh, and with that, and with Cheltenham's threat on the counter attack, Broom leading counter attacks is very dangerous. They've got Varney, who is uh, you know, if he gets a good chance, he'll probably take it. they have got a bit of a wild card in Alex Adai as well. Um, who's got great pace who probably come off the bench and try and stretch the game so in a game that I'm expecting to be tight I'm, I'm very happy to be on Cheltenham to nick a win with the insurance of, of getting my stake back if it's a draw uh, at over two to one with marathon bet 3.12 so so that's my uh, other selection and just to touch on you know because it's international break because the slate's a bit reduced um, I have just flagged up a a sort of well, I wouldn't call it anti-post, I would call it mid-post, but I don't know what the what the true punters call it, um, but a sort of long-termer. Uh, at just over 5-1, to one, 6.19 uh, when I built this one yesterday. Uh, both League Two, you can do this with better victor. <coughs> Cambridge to finish in the top half and Cheltenham to finish in the top seven. Uh, Cambridge at the moment, you, you know, you mentioned that data-wise the last few games haven't been so hot, but over the season's uh, course so far, they are at the very top of the table um, at, and by a decent distance, to be quite honest. So clearly the results haven't necessarily reflected that because they're only in 12th. But given that they are just inside the top half at the moment, given that we believe a lot that the, you know that the data can show us things that aren't necessarily being chucked up by results and given that they are so high uh, up there in terms of XG ratio, I would be confident that this Cambridge side will continue to... to well, continue to pick up points in this division and to be more than good enough to be a top half team. Um, And for Cheltenham to be top seven, um, the price that they are as well, to put these two together and get over five to one, uh, I like that a lot. I think Cheltenham are a a, a title contender, to be quite honest with you. And it's difficult in League Two at the moment because it's so bunched up. Uh, The top seven teams, there's only four points between them. So we're yet to see a team really rise to the top. Um, But, just in terms of what Cheltenham are doing, the fact they've scored so many goals, but they've also kept it tight at the back. Um, they've got that fantastic home record, despite chucking in a, a bit of a stinker against Port um, Forest Green the other day. So, uh, Cambridge top half, and Cheltenham top seven, that is just over five to one. It was Bet Victor that, uh, that you can put that on with. So, uh, that is my sort of long-termer. Um, and I'm going to throw back to you for a bonus or any any other business, really.
1: Um, yeah, I'm just going to go for one other one, which is Northampton minus one against Crew at um, at 9-2. Um, just because I, I do think this Crew team are in a bit of a false position at the moment. Um, and maybe a little bit behind the curve, given that we saw them um, get beaten uh, last time out in the league um, against Port Vale at home. Port Vale are a decent team, but Northampton are also looking like a decent team at the moment. And they're a team who seem to be hitting their stride at the right time, um, and you know, crew have been fairly solid with results. I mean, obviously, points-wise, they've been very, very good indeed. Um, but I, I think there's a bad result coming around the corner, and Northampton is certainly capable of providing it. So, a speculative nine to two Cobblers minus one.
0: Okay, nice. Uh, I'm going for my centre back first goal scorer pick this weekend. Uh, ben Hennigan of Blackpool. Blackpool are at home to Wimbledon this weekend. Um, and Hennigan is well for me the, the 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 big threat of Blackpool from set pieces. He is incredibly tall. I don't know exactly how tall. I'd be I'd be saying minimum 6'4", possibly touching six five. Um, although as we know, EFL players' heights online very uh, a very mixed bag of accuracy. Um, and Blackpool are playing against a, a Wimbledon side whose set piece defending this season has left a lot to be desired. Um, They've conceded seven goals from set pieces, which is the third most in the division. Uh, and it's only Tranmere and Southend that have conceded more. So um, they're a poor team. I would expect Blackpool to, you know, to 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 be on top for the majority of this game. The prices reflect that. Um, they are a team, Blackpool, who are not averse to chucking it in the mixer. That's for sure. They've got some good set piece takers as well. Uh, and I fancy Hennigan to be on the end of a chance. And hopefully this is the weekend um, that one of my centre backs scores. Finally, last week burner for Sheffield Wednesday didn't play, so uh, we got our <laughs> we, we got our stake back, which is about as, that's about as good as it's got so far this season. Um, look, guys, thank you for listening to this. Hope you've uh, got something from it. As we say, not too many games to go through in League One, League Two this week. But let us know if there's anything that's caught your eye at NTT Twenty Pod on Twitter. We will be putting up a, an OddsChecker exclusive pick on their app. Uh, one for the 3pm games on Saturday and one for the televised game on Sunday between Tranmere and Wickham. Uh, last week we we well we felt a bit bad really um, in terms of the betting show because it was not a prof- profitable week for us on here. Um, but our two uh, picks on Saturday which were Graben to score first and Mitrovic to score first, both at 9-2 to they came in and uh, produced some very tidy profits. So um look we're going to be going again this weekend and if you want to see those tips head to our pins tweet on twitter um if you download the odds checker app i mean not only are you going to be getting the best value for any selections that you do place this weekend uh, but you can also check out what we've tipped up on the tips and trends page george lovely to talk to you and i hope you, you mate i hope you have a lovely weekend uh, a birthday weekend, the big man getting to an age where, in football terms, your prime is starting to come to an end, but not as a man and a broadcaster, thankfully. Looking forward to celebrating with you over the next few days, uh, and to the listeners, we'll be back again on Monday with a Q and A podcast. So get your questions in on Twitter at NTT Twenty Pod, football related uh, or whimsical. We're open to anything. So help us to make a good pod on Monday. And thanks very much for listening to this one.